Hi, you're listening to Becoming Whole podcast with Claire Bradshaw, where I explore with my guests what it means to lean into living a life of wholeness and connectedness, a life where all parts of ourselves, our body, mind and spirit come into alignment, where we're truly living into our own personal values. So if you're a seeker, a feeler or someone wanting more from your precious life, then tune in every fortnight and let's get inspired together. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Becoming Whole. And today I speak with Kat John, who is based in Melbourne, and she's a coach, a motivational speaker, a meditation guide, and she's also a Lululemon ambassador. She has a powerful mission to help bring people back to life. And truly, I can see how she lives this in terms of what she's putting out there into the world. And having this conversation with Kat was just such a delight. Um, She's so natural. She's so real. She's so raw. Um, And... If you're following her online, and this is where I kind of came in contact with um, Kat, was following her on Instagram, and she does live meditations, um, and in particular on a Tuesday, something that she's been doing for a little while now is um, really just letting it rip on a Tuesday, having a huge dance off to some music, and just letting it all go. And she's been getting her partner involved. She's been creating a community about this. And I think it's a real inspiration because it's really this feeling of like not giving a damn what anyone else thinks about you and just really feeling free in your own body and in your own self. Um, uh, such an inspirational message that she's putting there, out there into the world. Um, I think you're going to absolutely love this interview as much as I did in um, holding it. So without wasting any more time, let's get straight to the interview. Hi, Kat. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to have a chat with you and find out about your journey. Um, let's start there. Um, I know that um, you've had quite a journey um, to get to where you are right now. And so can you talk to um, a couple of the kind of key points of kind of what happened and then sort of how you've kind of worked through those, those things to get to where you are today? I think the, the most obvious that, that comes up, uh, when I was 23 years old, I moved from traditional nursing in hospitals because I used to be a registered nurse. Um, So I was working in the hospitals, but I had chronic pain, like really, really bad pain in my body for, I think it was maybe um, five years. Um, So when I started nursing up until 23 and I left traditional nursing um, to go and work in a plastic surgery practice because I thought the night shift was creating the chronic pain. I thought maybe the shift work was creating the chronic pain. Um, And so I went to work for a plastic surgery practice, which was nine to five sort of normal hours. Um, But the chronic pain was still there. And then it was one day when I was at the top of the stairs with my boss and we went to go downstairs to get the next patient. Um, And I couldn't walk down the stairs. Oh, my gosh. I just didn't, yeah, I didn't know how to put the next step forward. And my boss is like, dude, what are you doing? We need to get the next patient. And I just said, doc, I can't move. I don't know how to walk. Mm. So, um, and prior to that, you know, there were signals and there were signs. My eyes were blurry. Um, They were sort of, they flickered quite a lot. And again, that chronic pain was just really bad, but I, I wasn't taking good notice of it. So anyway, he sent me off for an MRI and 
a few days later, um, my mum and I went to a, a neurosurgeon's rooms and basically I was told that I had to have brain surgery because I had a condition that was turning me into a paraplegic very slowly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that that was kind of, I guess, the, the shake-up to... Mm. Uh, I, I was living, you know, like a, a, an unconscious, unaware, uh, sleepy life. You know, I was not aware of self and all those kinds of things. But that, that shook me. And, and, you know, I was, I was at the time, I was kind of addicted to pain medication. And then I had the brain surgery. Uh, it didn't alleviate the pain. It just fixed all the structural stuff. And then I was highly addicted to pain medication um, because I have, a, I have an addiction past anyway. So I was on very high-dose medication, addicted to it, depressed, overweight, very negative, hated life. Um, very suicidal and it was 12 months after I had the brain surgery where I just openly said to my family, I would prefer to die and please help me die because I don't want to live like this. I don't know how to live like this. Mm. Um, and so in between that, in that 12 months, I was getting, you know, different, all these different types of types of therapy that just weren't working. Um, and then I went to see a neurologist who basically shot a bullet in between my eyes and he just said, wake up. Oh, uh, wow. he, said, he said, wake up. You're, you're 23 years old. I was 24 then. You're 24. You're acting like you're 90. You've been dealt a shit hand. So what? Get over it. You've got the power within you to change your life if you want to. <laughs> and he said, you know, like elite athletes train for that gold medal I want you to begin training for life, like train your entire being all over again. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? I got no idea what you mean or what you're saying. I had no idea about spirituality then, but it, it shook me. Like something he said just wholeheartedly shook me. And I walked out of there. I said to my mum and dad, I'm, I'm off these medications beginning now. And in 12 months time, I will be pain-free. I will manage my own pain. I will be healthy. I will be well. And that's that. I'm not going to live a life of chronic pain. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so was it, would you say then it was um, almost like divine timing? He said something to you yep. at a point when you were just ready to hear it and it just hit you to the core. Like 100%. there was a shift. 100%. Someone, mm. You know, maybe, maybe someone tried to say that to me before, but I mm. just... I couldn't hear it. I wasn't ready to hear it. Mm. And I think I was, I was in the chronic pain cycle. You know, I was a victim. Um, everything I wanted to search outside of myself for relief, so in the medication or in a different modality. But what this guy showed me, he said, you know, you're the power to change your life. And, again, I've probably heard that before, but I never got it and that resonated. Mm. Um, and I went on a quest and I went, and, and that quest, 12 months later, um, well, it was actually 10 months after, I wasn't in pain. Mm. I, I, had, I had changed my focus, which changed my reality. And that's what really woke me up to going, holy guacamole, we are <laughs> powerful human beings and I need to know more about this. Amazing. So... Because it sounds like you set an intention for yourself. 
Yeah, but I didn't even, you know, the word mm. intention, I didn't even know back then. Mm. It was just this fire in my belly that just said, it has to be done. There's no yeah. other option now. There is actually, you either die, cat, you either die today or you live. Mm. Um, and in that moment, I chose life. Oh, I'm so glad that you did <laughs> um, because you're doing such incredible things um, in the world right now and, you know, sharing your light um, in that way, even though it's come from, you know, quite a dark, heavy place, you know? Yep. Um, so, so what did you do in that 12 months? Yep. What did you do? Well, how did you start? The first thing, the very first thing I did is I worked on my, my body. So my physical body, because I was out of shape. I was not exercising because I didn't want to exacerbate the pain. So I was like, Oh, I can't exercise. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. So I just said, you know what? I don't know if, am I allowed to swear on the podcast? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's my truth. I just said, yeah. fuck it. You yeah. Know? So I, I woke up and I just started, I started walking. I started running. I started going back to Pilates and the pain was there. Don't get me wrong, but I just said, you know what? It doesn't matter because my focus now is health. So I started with my body and I started to then see a physical transformation. I felt stronger in myself. I felt more positive. I, I started to lose weight. Um, and, you know, I was sleeping better because I was actually moving my body. So there was this trigger of transformation just through moving the body. Mm. And then I guess through that, I had a shift in my mentality. You know, I was feeling more confident. I was feeling more in control of my life. I was feeling like, okay, cool. I don't need medication. I just, I just need another routine. I just need another new rhythm. Mm. So then, um, you know, I guess I started just having, doing morning rituals. So I would go to the gym or I would exercise and then I would come home and I would just have a, a really simple practice of, of then setting an intention. So I thought the intention I originally set to be healthy, it's working. So what else can I set for myself? So I was then beginning to get, I then started to have the mental transformation. Um, and then that then I guess set off all these emotions that I hadn't really dealt with um, from my childhood, from my adolescence. Um, and I then started to go and see a kinesiologist, um, because I was just, I was guided to go and see a kinesiologist. I'd never heard of it before. It was actually my brother who saw one. He had had an amazing outcome. Um, mm. and he said, you should go and you should go and do it. So I went there and it was this profound experience of the connection of mind, body, emotion, and it just exacerbated the transformation again. Oh, wow. Um, and I guess just through that process of, of, of liberating or transforming the mind, body, emotional space, I then, again, I didn't know what was happening back then, but I now know it was that awakening. It was this awakening of being really self-aware, of being aware how the past has led me to where I am today, how my choices of the past have led me here, how the regression or repression, I should say, of my emotions have um, contributed to the, the the negative things that have happened in my life and I just started to I started to piece things together from the past to what was happening at the time and built this bridge of seeing how everything linked um so yeah it started with the body shifted to the mind and then mm. um 
as I said, the, yeah, the kinesiologist. I also did some NLP um, work. I had an NLP coach just to, it was just really shifting my mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So did you have someone kind of coaching you or guiding you through this process? Or was this something that once you made that intention, when you saw the neuro- neurologist, mm. did you then just kind of naturally know what to do? Um, I think it was, if I look back, it was a natural knowing. Mm. And then there were people who would just pop up mm. in my life. Um, so an example, my old Pilates teacher, he said, come here, I want to do something on you, which was um, it's a thing called the Franklin method uh, or the Franklin technique, which is it's a, it's a, it's a visualisation process. Mm. Um, so as I was liberating the body, uh, he said, come and do this, I want to show you something. I said, okay. He said, I want you to imagine yourself in, you know, in, in pain and, and ex- ex- describe it to me, explain it to me, what does it look like, what does it feel like? And it was like being in hell there was fire, there were devils, it was yuck. And he said, what's your pain? And I said, it's 10 out of 10. And literally the pain was 10 out of 10 in my body. And then he said, okay, let that go and shift your focus now to what, what does it look like when you're pain-free? And the sun was out, there were smiles everywhere, it was a beautiful day. And he said, what's the pain in your body? And I said, there is none. Mm. And that was a massive link, a massive link for me early on where I thought, Jesus Christ, this is in my head. Mm. You know, I've, I, I've trapped myself inside this pain cycle through the thoughts in my head or through, you know, being so fixated on pain, that's all I could feel. Whereas in this moment, he showed me the contrast of pain, no pain mm. and Again, it was just that another aha moment to to be liberated from from chronic pain. Yeah. So yeah. Mm, wow. What what a journey. And so then after the the twelve months of really kind of going deep within yourself and um, healing your body from the kind of the inside out. Mm. Um, what sort of steps did you take after that? Um, uh, I broke up with a long-term boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't so that that it, the relationship was just it, it had met its expiration date. Yeah. So that I guess was a big step for me to take um, because prior to that, you know, I was very clingy. I needed people to feel safe. I needed people to have an identity in. I didn't know my own identity. Mm. Um, so letting go of that six-year relationship opened up a whole door which was for six years of being on my own and being Mm. single and knowing me and dating me and loving me and finding the parts that I that I had hidden or denied and and bringing them into light so that was a that was the one of the biggest doors that I had to open and then close um and then not long after that I, I was still working at the plastic surgery practice but I knew I was really shit at selling surgery because I just wasn't, I'm not a good salesperson. Mm. Um, but I was really good at, at selling empowerment. You know, the women that mm. came in, if they came in, my, my mission, my purpose there was to just help them make a decision from an empowered place, not because, you know, their partner wanted it for them because then they'd think they're prettier or they'd get more guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So as, as I guess, you know, the transformation was happening, I let go of my boyfriend, I was feeling great inside myself, I could see myself at this place having the right message but just in the wrong vicinity. Yeah. And I wanted, I wanted to just pick on something there because I think it's so interesting how you're working in a plastic surgeons mm. because, um, you know, obviously that's to do with the way you look on the outside and, yeah. you know, obviously people are coming to see a plastic surgeon for, for many different reasons, mm. you know? Um, but like what you're saying is, you know, what's the intention behind getting the plastic Correct. surgery? Is it coming from a place of love or fear? Correct. Um, and, and from what you're saying, which I think is, is, is beautiful is that you were really resonating with the love place. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. yes. Um, because it's easy to judge, you know. It was easy yeah. to judge or to go, oh, my God, why are you doing this? And it's like, you know what, that's, that's actually not my place and it's none yeah. of my business. Mm. But I felt it was my business within me mm. to just find out where this is coming from. Yeah. Um, you know, where their decision is coming from. Mm. So as I, did, as I was doing that, I, um, I, again, I met someone. It was actually a, a patient. And she said she'd just finished her graduate diploma of psychology. And then I just had a resonant feeling in me that just said, Kat, do, do that, do it. Mm. Um, I knew I didn't want to be a psychologist, but I knew there was something in me that knew I was going to be doing the work I am today. And to have that, I guess, um, you know, piece of paper where the Western society kind of like, you know, you've got some backup behind you being a registered nurse and a, you've done a psychology degree. Mm-hmm. It just was, I just knew I needed to do it. Um, so that was, I guess, the next path that I went on. So that was an 18-month um, graduate diploma at Melbourne University that I finished. Great. And did. Um, but in that same time, I was also a participant of a chakra empowerment course. So I was you know, delving into the soul energetic stuff because my kinesiologist put me onto this chakra lady. Um, and during that time, um, at the end of that course, the facilitator actually said, Kat, I'm, I'm actually handing this work over to you because you're meant to be facilitating it. Um, so yeah, it was like this, it was all these doors were kind of opening and I thought, Oh my God, how am I going to nurse and study and do this chakra empowerment and lead it I don't know how to facilitate I don't know how to lead a group Mm. Um, but it turns out I did (laughs) (laughs) because we have the answers inside of us it's just the other stories that tell us that that's not the case (laughs) exactly oh wow and so then you then kind of started working with the chakra work and started facilitating groups yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there was a chakra group for, for women because um, that, was, that was probably, you know, the, the first part after going off all the medication, that was the first level of transformation. But the chakra work was the deepest level of transformation that I've mm-hmm. probably ever been through um, mm-hmm. because it, it took me on a journey of liberating so much old stuff that I thought I had to be or should be in order to be loved, in order to be accepted, in order to be someone in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, facilitating that for other, for other women and for other people, it was, yeah, really, really powerful. And I think it was six months later, my boss at the plastic surgery practice, you know, not, he didn't want to do it, but he actually, he handed me a check and he just said, get out. 
Hmm? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm going to be here for a little while longer. You know, yeah. this is my plan is to be here for a little while longer. He's like, nah, mm. dude, the world needs you. Mm. And we can find someone to replace you. Mm. So, wow. and, and he's, you know, we, we had breakfast. It was said with love and it was said with, mm. he, he was, again, the, the next door to kick me out and try and find my feet mm. on my own. So, yeah. Wow. And it's amazing when you start to really look at all of these different things that happen in your life that are guiding you towards that path that you're really meant to be taking. Um, But at the time, you know, it can hurt a little bit, Mm. you know, because it's that kind of feeling of, um, you know, change or pain or whether it's splitting up with a partner or leaving, you know, an old job that you kind of wanted to hold on to for a bit longer and that type of thing. Um, But it, it's, it's like that Steve Jobs quote, you know, connecting the dots going backwards, but you can't, you know, see it going forwards, yeah, yeah. you know? And, yeah. um, yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a beautiful process to go through to kind of, yeah, connect all of the dots and, and to see what's, you know, taking you to this point. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. So good. So, um, so tell me, like, I mean, I know that you're super active, um, on, um, on all of the, your social media, you do a lot of, um, videos. Yep. Um, I know that you offer a lot of meditations, um, for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also, um, actively speak, speak at a lot of events. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what's your, um, I suppose your background in meditation, what type of meditation do you do? Do you practice? What kind of led you in, in that kind of area? Um, when I, uh, again, it was, it was early on in the transformation time. Um, I went to see Deepak Chopra at, in Queensland. Mm, wow. Um, so I knew he was big on meditation and I was actually scared to do it because I knew how powerful it would end up being for me. Um, so that was the opening door to meditation and I had very powerful experiences with it. Um, and then I kind of just dabbled in it from there on, but through, throughout that chakra course, when I was a participant, uh, we were led into meditation a lot. And then when I taught it and facilitated it, um, I just, I just facilitated it. I just, I just taught it. I just did it. So to be perfectly honest, I have no reference to you know how I go about my meditation Mm. I can only say that I'd reference my soul Mm, Um, the the soul is my reference for meditation and the practice that I that I focus on and that I share with others is intention-based meditation Mm. so having an intention um, for the meditation so it can be an intention to heal to let go to release to surrender to um, have a focus for the day um, any type of intention that's, I guess, going to bring you closer to your higher self or bring you closer to the, the best version of yourself for that day. Um, something that you can keep a, a, as a benchmark to go, you know what, that's, that's who I'm living up to today. That's who I want to align with today. And when I go off path, when I go off kilter, I'll know it really easily because I know the vibration or the energy or the essence of the intention that I actually wanted. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's this, um, you know, it's something that um, I teach yoga and something that, um, you know, I talk about a lot is, you know, it's that intention, but the attention as well. 
Mm. Because you can set an intention and then just kind of forget about it and, you know, don't come back to it. But by keeping the attention on it, keeps it top of mind. Yeah, definitely. And, and what I tend to do is through dropping the intention into the meditation. So then, you know, it's, it's, it's guided, I either Mm. guide myself or I guide others into a visualization process an imagery process um, but something that's actually tangible that it relates to their life. So, mm. you know, I don't take them into different clouds or different colors and I'm not knocking that at all. It's just my style is yeah. if I can make it as, as deeply personal, then the, the shift or the resonance for that person is like, Jesus Christ, that feels so real. Mm. Um, and that's the, that's the intention behind what I like to do. And then, and then I always, drop in, you know, questions like um, what are you going to do today to live to that vibration? What is that one step your soul is guiding you to do? Um, what, yeah, what, what are you guided to do today to stay on that path um, or to stay on that intention? So it's, it's almost like they, they begin to hold themselves accountable, which is, which is what, I want. I don't want people to rely on me for the rest of their life. I want them to get these tools and to get this message, whether it's through meditation or through speaking um, or through a video that I put up. And eventually, they're like, you know what? You've given me enough, and now I've 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 got enough within me to to be responsible, to be accountable, and and that kind of stuff. So, for sure. And I think that's so powerful to work with clients where, um, you know, we're, we're providing the support where they need it, but then yeah. we're stepping away because we've given them all that they need to then take it on their own journey. Because essentially, you know, if we become dependent on someone else for our health and we're constantly um, outsourcing everything, yeah. then actually we never get to the juicy bit, which is the fact that we have all of it within ourselves. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Um, and so, you know, with um, with the, with the um, meditation, I, I think that's brilliant because it sounds very it sounds very practical as well in terms yeah. of actually how do I take the next step? How do I, you know, connect more with myself? How do I align my life mm. in the direction I really want to take it? Because we consider meditation, and you know, and that that's great but it doesn't necessarily take us to the next step. Whereas from what you're talking about, it's like, it's the meditation, but also then, okay, after this meditation, what's the next step? Yeah, exactly. And if they can, if the question is there for them to answer and they get the answer within themselves, then Mm. there's this confidence within them that says, oh my God, I heard something. Yeah. You know, I was, I, I heard this voice. I was guided by this voice and Imagine if I did that every day. Imagine if I tuned into myself every day, tuned into me, into my frequency, into my radio station, whether it's Claire's station, Kat's station, whoever's station out there. This is my station. And what am I, what is my station guiding me to do? And I think a lot of people grab other people's stations or their frequency or their whatever's on their radio channel to then to to make it their own and you know, I guess my work's just not about that. Yeah. 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 I completely, I completely, um, agree with you. Like, um, I coach clients, um, from a life coaching kind of wellness coaching perspective, Mm. and it's the same sort of thing. It's, you know, I'm asking questions, 
for that person to then come up with the answers within themselves. And constantly I'm not giving, um, you know, advice or telling people what to do or making out that I know the answers because I don't. It's the client that knows the answers and it's just through holding the space and asking the questions to allow that to come through. Um, And it's incredible to watch, and I'm sure you also experience that, that, that transformation that happens within that person when they suddenly hear it. Definitely. They hear their own soul. They hear their own voice coming through that maybe they haven't either heard before or they've had so many other distractions Mm. and so much advice coming from externally that they just have never listened to it. Yep. Oh, so beautiful. (laughs) I love it. Makes you feel all like warm and fuzzy inside. (laughs) So good. Now, did you do a Vipassana retreat? Yes. Um, Yeah. So yes. was that the 10-day one? Or? Yes, 10 days yeah. um, in Victoria. Right. Yeah. How was that? Oh, my God. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> it was, um, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was difficult. It, it, it was the, the, the only part that I found difficult, you know, sitting there in meditation for a long time and, and that kind of thing, you know, your body hurts, you get uncomfortable. That wasn't the issue um, even not talking was, mm. wasn't an issue. Um, the, the incessant thinking was, was actually, it was really confronting. Um, cause I've only done it once and I would actually want to do it again to, to, to notice the difference, but the incessant thinking was really scary to hear for the first time, mm. you know, because like if you play music but you're not talking, then something's kind of got your mind's attention. Or if, you know, you're at home and the TV's on in the background but you're still quiet, something's got your mind's attention. But when you're silenced and there's zero form of expression, so if you can't write, um, you can't read um, nothing, it's, it's actually, yeah, look, I found it quite scary to, to really to hear um, the non-stop stream of thoughts. Mm. Um, and there were, you know, there were spaces and there were gaps um, here and there, but it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was difficult. It was difficult to actually just go, wow, that, that's on <laughs> all the time. That is on all the time. So that's what Vipassana, I guess, really brought to um, to my attention and then you know I would the rest of that time was then spent okay well you know let's just notice this let's just observe this let's just be aware of this rather than think oh my god I need to fix all these thoughts that are coming up in my head and I need an answer and I need to get out of it and I need to whatever um, because I always found that whenever I identified with the thoughts that were coming up I would then actually go into a state of stress or anxiety mm. um, the minute I would catch myself doing that, which may, you know, have taken a while, um, uh, that's when I was immediately brought back to peace and just go, okay, so it's all good. You just observe and you just notice and see what's there and what's coming up, just like a movie. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was, I found it quite tiring. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was 10 days, yeah. And then how many hours per day are you meditating for? Uh, you're meditating for 10 hours a day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. just insane to 
to even comprehend. I do want to do it myself, but yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So they wake up at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. and then you go straight up to the hall for meditation for two hours and um, it's, it's dead silent. You know, there's no music, there's no mantras, there's no chat. It's just boom. You're like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I just want to hear something. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then they had a, a, a strong sit every day. So for two hours in that 10 hours, you sat there and you, I mean, you weren't, you were allowed to, but they strongly encouraged you not to move. So whenever you would get pins and needles or pains in your legs or pains in your back, they really encouraged to just sit through it. Um, because one of their teachings is this too shall pass. Mm. Uh, And weirdly enough, it did. You know, but which is a great metaphor and teacher for life. You know, whenever yeah. shit's happening in your life, it's okay, cool. Just like for Pashana and mm. the, you know, numb whatever legs, um, it's going to pass. Yeah. So that was a that was a really nice teaching. But yeah, ten hours a day of meditating. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And did you, um, cause I thought you said some really interesting points there. Um, just about, you know, the thoughts and not identifying with the thoughts mm. yep. and, um, you know, it's something that, um, you know, I've been exploring as well within my own life is, you know, this identification of the thoughts. So when you catch the thought, then it's like, you know, is that, is that true? Is that mm. real? You know, yeah. and not applying meaning to it because as soon as a, um, you have like a dark thought, maybe it's about worthiness or enoughness. Cause I know that you talk a lot about that mm. and then, or something someone said to take that on board and then create a story around it saying, I am that, yep. you know, is so dangerous and yep. we're, we're all doing it, but I'm, you know, sitting in meditation you actually get that opportunity to to observe that stuff yeah um from afar without um taking it personally without attaching to it Mm. definitely 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 yep yeah so yeah so amazing um and, um, you know, because they say that we have 60,000, 60,000 thoughts a day or something crazy. Something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if we're not aware of any of the thoughts that are going on in our heads, wow, it's quite amazing, isn't it? In terms Ooh. of then what we're creating in our own lives based on all of these thoughts that probably half of them aren't even our own. They've, we've just adopted them from yes. all over the place. Yes. Yes. Um, and depending on who we're hanging out with and the experiences we have in life mm. <laughs> can then really determine as to how we're showing up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It's quite mind blowing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but a beautiful experience to actually create that space in your life to, to sit and observe and to realize that they're just thoughts and they're not who you really are precisely yeah that's exactly couldn't can't even add to that because that's perfect yeah I love it yeah. I love it yeah um cool so um I have a question for you yeah. um what does living a whole life mean to you mm. so the I guess the first thing that came straight up was a life that is true to you um to live a whole life, even a wholehearted life, is a life true to yourself. Um, and I say that from my own personal experience, from living a life where I thought I had to be a certain way, living a life where I'm having very low self-worth and self-belief. Um, I became a chameleon and I became a people pleaser 
and you know it was just I had no center no center mm. no center of um who I was and what I liked and what I didn't like and what my where my boundaries were and where they lied and uh that was that was really damaging to mm. to the to to every part of me so um yeah a whole life to me is a life living your life of truth mm. yeah beautiful yeah yep. and you know if if someone was going to take one step towards they're, they're listening to this um interview and they're like wow i really want some of that how do i even start what would you recommend <sighs> look i think um it's always great to get support and to get mm. guidance um particularly if, if you're lost and you're stuck and you're stuck up in your head to have someone who you resonate with um who you know i mean there's a stack of life coaches out there that can say they're a life coach, but then you wonder what life they've been through to, you know, is it a manual you're reading off or is it life you're actually talking from? Mm-hmm. Um, you can see a psychologist who actually gives a shit about you or just wants to diagnose you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I'm an advocate of getting support because I've got a lot of support, um, but find someone that you resonate with who's got a message that actually sings to your soul um, because that person can then help guide you and, and put you back on the path and then give you the tools to go and, and do what you want. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even probably even prior to that, it's, it's almost setting an intention to, to find out who you are, mm. to rediscover who you are and um, date yourself. Yeah. As I said, what do you like? What do you don't like? What do you love? What do you hate? Where are your boundaries? Where do you say yes? When you mean no, where do you say no when you mean yes? You know, just having that intention to find out every bit of you, um, I think having that intention is just going to open the door to then guide you where you want to go anyway. Great, Mm. great, great suggestion. Um, Yeah, like asking those questions. Yeah. Start to be curious. Yeah. About yourself, about your true self. Mm. Mm. Yep. Great. Great. Yeah. Um, now I have one more question um, before we start to finish up. Sure. Um, now, something that I've noticed about you is that you really embrace all parts of yourself and, you know, you really are trusting of your voice. Mm. You speak your truth. It can be felt through mm. the ether. <laughs> um, and, um, and also you are not a not afraid to be seen Mm. in all parts of yourself. And I think that's incredible. Um, And, um, you know, I I really respect that. I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'm getting there. Um, And um, But I know that for the world to be a much happier place and more people that can start to do this inspires others to do the same. Mm. Um, and you know, and you know, wow, what a world we'll live in when everyone's just living their truth and mm. expressing themselves freely. Mm. Um, how did you get to that place? I mean, did you have to work through some big stuff to yeah. really stand strong within yourself to kind of go, Hey, this is all parts of me and I don't care if you don't like it. I'm me and I'm proud to be me. Yep. That, that was such a it was more of a painful I was in so much pain not being me Mm. that 
I was prepared to do whatever it took to be me. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, the, the process that got me there was the, the chakra work. Um, the first, the, you know, the, that first chakra, your base chakra is, is, is who you are and your self-worth and who do you want to be in this world? What do you stand for? What don't you stand for? How are you taking care of yourself? How are you loving yourself? How are you nurturing yourself? You know, what tribal beliefs have you carried with you that you think is your truth but it's not? What societal beliefs have you adopted that, you know, you're just adhering to to be a good little girl? Mm. Um, it was that process where I was like, Jesus, mm. man, who am I? <laughs> who have mm. I been living? I've been living like the, the hip, I've been living under this hypnosis of this is how you got to be in this world to survive. And I thought, well, I don't want to survive. I want to freaking live. Mm. And if that means I've got to stand out, if that means I've got to, you know, not be fully accepted or people are going to go, oh, you're too much or you're too loud or you're too this, which are a lot of things that I was told when I was a kid and I just shut that down. Yeah. Uh, it was just time, for, you know, it was just time for me to liberate it because I just, I'd had enough of fitting in, of trying to fit in, of trying to please, of trying to be accepted, of trying to be liked, of trying mm. to be someone I wasn't. Mm. Um so yeah, it, look, it, it took the, the eight month journey of that chakra system to really come into acceptance of that. And then when I facilitated that course, I obviously went through it again and again and again as well. Yeah. Um, and in the coaching I do now, I mean, that's, that's still, I still do it on myself now. I check in with each personality of each chakra and I go, Hey, how you doing? Are we, are we liberated? Are we retracted? Yeah. Are we having mm. fun? Are we not having fun? Yeah. Because they're my, they're my internal best mates now. Yeah. Um, it's so such, yeah. A, such a powerful system, the chakra system. Yeah. Um, the, way that it, the way that it relates to the body, but then also all of the emotions and, and yeah, and then questioning our beliefs and things like that, you know, yeah. to really kind of uncover where there are the kind of the stuckness and the blockages that are preventing us from, you know, yeah, feeling feeling like we're in flow <laughs> yeah absolutely um, absolutely yeah um oh. but also too you know that that truth you talk about mm. and you know that freedom to express I know there's more in me to come out mm. you know there's there there are things now where I know I'm being guided to say hey Kat this is what we actually want to talk about now these are the topics that are really bubbling away in us here's more truth we want to give and there are parts of me that are like, yeah, I don't want to do that. That's controversial. <laughs> that might spark something. That might make people not like you. Yeah. All those kinds of things. So you know, every every new moment, or every every now and then, I get challenged with new levels of truth. But that's the path that I've committed to. Yeah. Um, and I've just, uh, you know, I've got to liberate that. I've got to liberate that again and again and again and again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, have you found then, yeah, you know, you, you kind of work through something that's been kind of like you've got a bit of fear, but then there's something coming through. It's like, 
you need to talk about this, you need to speak about this. And then finally, you know, work through those fears and then it's like you do it and then it's like, ah, this new level of freedom, this expansion. And then it's like, and then a little while later, it's like something else. I know, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> Seriously, it actually uh, doesn't end. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But amazing at the same yeah. time because Absolutely. it feels, yeah, it feels so, so liberating. Yep. Um, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> well, let's talk about what, um, you know, if someone's interested in working with you or they're wanting to know what workshops, courses, things like that that you have coming up, yep. um, what, what, what can you tell people? Um, I guess the, there's a few things that I do. So one is I uh, do one-on-one coaching, so coaching sessions for uh, my clients. Um, basically, you know, that the essence of that is bringing people back to life, bringing people back to their truth and to live in line with that truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one-on-one coaching, which I hold either on Skype or the phone or um, in my Elwood studio. Then I have an online meditation tribe. So these are online live guided meditation classes. So they're not pre-recorded. They're not, it's not an app. It's via Facebook in our um, private members only tribe. And five days a week, Monday through to Friday, in the morning we do uh, meditations which are intention-based um, and the tribe members all have the opportunity to share with me what it is that they want, what they want to liberate, what they want to know more about. Um, and then I formulate meditations around what they want to. Mm. Um, so there's evening meditations as well throughout the week. And as I said, they're live. So we tune in live and, you know, whoever's there is there. And if people miss out, then there's the entire archive of meditations up online. Um, so everyone who joins in, they get two weeks free access to the tribe. And then if they choose to stay on, it's $4.95 a week, which is Mm. pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and also two once a week, um, I do a live, uh, like a live forum where we basically talk about topics that are bothering people. They want more light on, they want more insight on. Um, so it's, it's a safe place for people to come to every day to, to open themselves, um, to awaken themselves and to learn and educate themselves too. Mm. Um, so they're the two at the moment that are most, uh, that are most common um, areas. And then very shortly I'm going to be launching a, a new um, product or a new, um, a new product that people can purchase into and buy into, which will be live chats with Kat. Mm, so great. people who chat to the cat yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it so people who aren't super keen on meditation then um this will be solely focused on topics again that people can write into and say this is what i just i need new light on this i need more insight on this mm. um so that will be launching soon it's it's still in the formulating um stages at the moment Mm, very exciting so, yes and then I do you know people ask me to speak people ask me to go into their corporate work um to do workshops or things like that so that's um that's an available service too mm-hmm. yeah brilliant brilliant and all of that can be accessed on your website yes yeah absolutely. okay great so I'll put um all of those details into the show notes wonderful. so people can um contact you wonderful brilliant well 
Kat, thank you so much. It's Absolute been pleasure. fantastic to connect and have some really nice, deep, juicy conversations with you. Um, and I just want to thank you for all that you're doing in the world as you're sort of stepping up and sharing your experience and, um, you know, your gifts with the world. It's inspiring, inspiring so many other people to do the same. So thank, thank you. Thank you, Claire. Mark, thank <laughs> you for asking me and it's been a pleasure to be here today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And that's the end of another episode. I do hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights. You can find more info about the show and my guests by visiting my website, claire-bradshaw.com or subscribe to iTunes to ensure you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, please give it a rating on iTunes as this makes a huge difference in sharing the podcast and its content with more people. My dream is to create a happier, healthier, more wholesome world. And I truly believe that it starts with ourselves. So thank you for listening and have a beautiful day.